and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We're coming to you after, God, we can't even keep up with the games. I don't know how the players are doing it right now. Um, we're coming to you after Southampton um, have fallen to the Liverpool B team, um, 2-1 at St Mary's, after Liverpool lift their second trophy of the season against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. And this team remains two games away from immortality. And to discuss this just absolutely incredible team, I've got Neil Patterson back in Berlin. I've got Dave Karen in Brazil. And I've got Beryl Akis in the Netherlands. Beryl, we'll start with the FA Cup. You know, we, we, we haven't got round to talking about it um, because we've all been too drunk and too busy and too traveling. Um whatever else two people have been. Um, but went into that game and it wasn't quite like the League Cup final. It was, we were brilliant. Like really, really good. I know Chelsea had a few chances, but like first 20 minutes, we should probably have had, had the game dead and buried. And it's interesting that we still have that level of intensity and energy on a really, really hot day, 60 games into the season. And not only do we have that intensity, but we have that calmness to manage the game out, to realise when when to stick, when to twist, um, when to stick the penalty in the net. And again, we, <laughs> as Chief likes to say, we just find a way to win. And it's the same way we beat Chelsea the last time in a final, but in a very different manner. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I would have preferred to 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 have scored uh, those early chances or, you know, or any of the other chances that we had. You know, maybe even the Robo chance right at the end of the of the game. Just just, you know, all the nerves I, I was. I, I was very tired after watching that game. You know, um, this is how intensely I uh, I experienced these matches. But uh, I, I'm sure you, you, all of you are no different. But uh, but in the end, it's it's about uh, the end result. And um, and and uh, I heard Tuchel say that they deserved to win the match. And uh, you know, if they had won the match, you know, if they had converted one of their chances uh, while we hadn't. Um, then yeah, maybe fair play, but they didn't deserve to win the game, and we we deserve to to win it more. Let's let's say it like that. And um, I I think um, it, I I think if you try to be fully dominant, uh, if you try to be um, the very best version of yourself in every every match, then then you will you will blow out. You will. Um, you, 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 no one can can endure something like that. So I, I think, and and this is a, a mark of professionalism. I, I'd say um, that we've that we, and 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 this is absolutely true that we found uh, ways to manage ourselves to to uh, you know from game to game, but also within a game to to find a way not to lose and then you know stay in it because this is a cup game so you you, you don't have to win it in 90 even not in 120 minutes because you know you still have a chance after that and um um again I would have preferred to just win it uh, for, within this uh, within the 90 minutes but uh, if we don't then we will win it in 120 minutes and if we don't do that we will win it with penalties and I think um uh, it, it was it, it is it's marvelous to 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 be um, you know I, I don't want to take it for granted but it, 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 somehow it feels like we are going to win this you know it doesn't matter if you're Chelsea or you know or Chelsea again um, but we, we're better than you and uh, and you, you're right in, in the game for the League Cup they 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 had they were more of, of a match but still we um, we were the deserved winners I, I'd say. And in this game, yeah, um, I haven't seen the XG or something like that, but I, I think we, we had the better chances. They had some chances, which, which has probably something to do with the fact that uh, Fabinho wasn't there. But, uh, you know, never mind all the tactical bullshit. Uh, we, we deservedly won. 
uh, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, we're all very happy with that. <laughs> and Chief, do you remember the um, Cop can't win, can't win finals chat? Do you remember that one? Um, it doesn't yeah. appear. It, it doesn't appear so relevant back, anymore, does it? Back, back um, now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't heard that in a while. I haven't heard that in a while. So, again, as you say, this team found a way to win. And on the day, there's some real standout performers. I think one one I constantly mention, um, one I have mentioned, and one is just, I don't know what, I don't know what planet he's come from. But Trent, again, bad day for the Trent can't defend mob. I think if, if we just want to start there, um, absolutely superb a couple of passes people are talking about the one with the outside of the foot early on to the one of the other players I'm going to mention Diaz um, who was electric again um, and then there was a second pass in the second half one of those flat drilled ones like a couple of inches above the ground right the way out to the left hand side to him and there's a nice relationship building up there Trent loves that switch Diaz so quick so electric to get the end of them and, and the pair of them almost complement each other but you know they both give as much going backwards as they do going forwards yeah 100% I mean the Trent can't defend mob should also should, should get behind the uh, club can't win finals mob um, because it's very much a thing of the past um, I think when he first came in to the side I think it was fair to say that, but then given he'd been converted from what a central midfielder or something at, at youth level and had never played right back before and was 18 years old, I, I think that's fine. But to have that still sticking with you now, what six seasons later, when you've literally won everything there is to win in the game at club level with the same team, and you've got how many, what more than probably 150 Premier League appearances under your belt. Um, people need to to get with the times. So he was he was immense. Diaz is is you know what people pay the money for. I mean to be fair, Trent is too. He does things with the ball that uh, amaze you every time. I mean, isn't it uh, your mate or your brother who says that uh, every every game he'll do he'll there'll be one pass that you'll just you know you've never seen before or you or you'll you know make you just stand up out of your seat and go wow. And you know there were there were a couple there that you've mentioned already, um, and you know it's not just that he does the simple things well, and he defends well, but and actually he was he was probably probably our best defender on on the day, um, and that's not an anomaly. You know he's he's often there in the right place at the right time, and um, given the job he's asked to do, it's it's not that easy. So Diaz, on the other hand, well. Something absolutely special. He's he's like a, he's like a throwback, um, but with with modern day physique and stamina. You know he's he's you he, he can't kick him out of the game. You can't mark him out of the game. You can't stop him going past you. He can go use his right. He can use his left. He can shoot. He's always looking to go forward. Always looking to hurt you. He's clued in already, even though he doesn't speak the language. You're you're, you're talking about the. The relationships on the pitch there. I mean, he's got one with Trent. He's uh, he's got one with with Mane. Often um, that front three has become the the number one front three in the space of time he's been here, which is what three and a half months, maybe four months. So I mean, that just goes to show you. I mean, up until then, people were unsure if Jota could could finally displace Bobby, and and now someone's come in and. Pushed Diogo down the ladder. I think we we mentioned that in the last one. So, um, you know, absolutely awesome performances from them both, and um, you know, glad to get the chance to rest them at the uh, during the week there against Southampton. They should both be fit and firing for the last two games of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he just gives us a completely other dimension, doesn't he? Um, he's just phenomenal, Dave. He really is like just just to re-emphasize he really is like a throwback I mean someone who you didn't really know that much about beforehand and 
he's just he's just come in and just absolutely lit the place up. His touch, his technique, his, the way he can beat people, the tricks he has. I mean, that that Rabona control against against Everton was just fucking just just sublime. So and he's got it all and he's got end product as well. He looks to hurt teams, so absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he looks he's nailed nailed himself as 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 part of the starting eleven. Like you you'd be surprised, Dave, if he doesn't start the Champions League final. And I know all being well, um somebody else who's gonna start the Champions League final certainly is Diago Alcantara. And yeah. We've we've waxed lyrical, but Dave, you know, he, I think we were talking pre pod and yeah, we've seen we've seen it. But these last two or three months, like from January, probably from January, yeah, he has gone up a level. And I don't think it's any surprise as well. It's no coincidence that this is the first real run he's had on the side. You know what I mean? Maybe 15, 20 games in a row, there thereabouts, with maybe the rest here or there starting the game. And, oh my goodness, like just an absolute joy. But tenacious, will will bite in the tackles, but then has this absolute like this this balleretic balance and um, range of passing, disguise on everything, and he is just one of the most aesthetically pleasing footballers that you've ever seen, but with real dynamism and absolute intent to pick another team apart systematically. Dave, you, you, you cited there the outside of the boot pass from, from Trent. I, I, I'm loving Thiago on his back taking free kicks and fucking taking free kicks while he's landing on the floor, making passes while he's landing on the floor. I don't know. I He's a player that I didn't see an awful lot of before he came here. And please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think maybe part of it, yes, he did have that injury they picked up against Everton, and he, and he, you know, he was we we were waxing lyrical about him then. But I think that there's been maybe, in, in my opinion, please correct me if I'm wrong. I say I haven't seen enough of him pre Liverpool to, to know this, but it's what I feel. Um, I think he's maybe had to to reinvent himself just a little bit for for, for this style of football that he's playing now. Because, you know, Barca, Bayern Munich, it's a very different type of league. Um, I think the speed's very different. And and he, well, to coin a phrase, he needed to come up to speed to, to play with us, which he has done now. Now, obviously, he could have probably done it quicker. Get, he's had terrible luck with injuries. But it's it's like the Van Dyke of the midfield. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the guy doesn't even wear shin pads. The socks are halfway down. He just looks like he's out for a stroll. You know what I mean? And he runs the show. He totally and utterly runs the show. And everything good we do tends to come through. His range of passing is just delicious. That's the only way I could describe it. And you just know that there's something mad in him as well. And he, I, I can do people with his eyes. He just, there's an arrogance about him as well. Pure winner. Pure, absolute winner. Um, and you can see that. You can see that in his, literally just his facial expression. And no, no, it's just the, the demeanour, Dave, yeah. how he carries himself on the pitch. You know, and he just looks at people, I'm better than you. And, you know, it's not in any derisory form, but he just knows that he's the man. Yeah. And, 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 and I think take the, and the, it's the penalty, the penalty. I didn't even see a replay of the penalty or something. No, uh, do you know, I watched all of our penalties and all but his had the, all the angles from behind and front um, and the, both sides, but they only showed his one. And, and, I think it went in the corner, and they were talking about, you know, it, it went down the, the middle. Post. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's I watched Goldbridge, actually, in his That's Football thing, and, and you know, Thiago's walking up to take a pen, and, ah, fuck, it's Thiago, there's no way. That he's, this, this guy is just so fucking good. There's no way this guy's missing. There's no way this guy's missing. Look at, look at the confidence in the back. There's no way he's missing. Um, and, and that's the way, it, like, that penalty shootout, I looked at all all our crowd comments. Even Sadio didn't believe it was. He didn't look like a man who was going to miss. Um, and uh, I say Bobby's penalty was a bit dodgy, but fucking hell, Thiago's was. Just, and it's just that the casual stroll up, the casual walk back. 
You know what I mean? Nothing's above him. You know, <laughs> there's just a, there's there's a supreme arrogance about him, and, and what a player. You know, you and I talk pre-pod, and and you know he's not a player who's cited for pace, but the intelligence of him. We could get another three, four seasons out of this boy at the top top level. You know, injuries permitting, and and the thought of that. You know, last season we were a bit underwhelmed. There was no fans. It was a topsy-turvy season. They are bound to have felt that as well. This is reality back again this season. Real, real reality. And what a fucking ride they've given us. Like, what a fucking journey we've been on. And and as I say, from January, he, he has been an integral, major, major, major component of that success. Um, I heard Milner talking about, you know, that, that in January we had to have a bit of a reinvention. We had to have a bit of heads together, knock a few heads together, and, and get back on track again. And it, it's no, it's no short way to do with just Thiago. Just feeling, that, I honestly think he feels he belongs now. You know, um, I'm not saying he didn't feel that he wasn't part of the team around, but he's actually you're talking about the, the prolonged run of games. He really has cemented himself. Into you know you look at our midfield it's Fabinho and it's Thiago and anything else you're worried you see those two you don't care who's beside them because Thiago is just he's just that good he is an absolute joy to watch and I really do hope that we get three four more great seasons out of him yeah absolutely um, on the other end of the scale maybe you would say Beryl if you were being really unkind um, James Milner comes on um i think it's 60 minutes he comes on around about that in the final am i right for for nabby um does the rest of the match does the extra time is it's absolutely superb you know people have been quick to write milner off he gives away a stupid free kick here and there yes that's fine we know he's old we know he's a bit leggy but he's unbelievable he steps up first penalty sticks it in the top corner and then after that, he's he's the adult in the pitch um, against Southampton when we go out and plays two positions in that game, switches the left back when Gomez goes off at half time and is again absolutely superb. And I know there's talk about another contract, um, and people will maybe kind of turn their nose up at that or or furrow their brows at, at the fact that we're giving this guy who's 36 more years but Klopp continues, continues to cite his, his influence and importance um, on the training ground in the changing room off the pitch and he's shown that he can still deliver on the pitch and it wouldn't surprise me one iota if 70 minutes in the Champions League final were one up the first subs James Milner I'm not sure about the last part, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it would. Uh, I wouldn't be worried, yeah, unless he would be, uh, you know, right back against uh, Vinicius. But you know, let's not get into that nightmare of a, of a thought. But um, and, and he he would still manage it. Uh, I, I reckon. No, yeah, I I, I agree about uh, the FA Cup. Um, um, you know. I have this. Uh, I've developed this love-hate relationship with uh, Nabi Keita. Sometimes he's is he brilliant, and sometimes he really does my head in. And um, you know, uh, Saturday was something in between. Um, he he did some good things, but he also did some things that I you know re- really didn't like to see. But um, so uh, uh, when it, it was, it became clear that that um, uh, Midi was. Coming on, I was pretty certain and uh, hoping that it would be for Nabi, and and it was. And and one of the f- first things I think uh, was that he clattered uh, Reese James, um, who who you who you know uh, continues to uh, frustrate me and, and has a really you know punchable um, uh, face um, developed for me. Um, I, I like him as a football player, but I don't like him as a as a you know as a someone on the pitch uh, against us. So yeah, uh, uh, I, I really like that, and I you know th- that's what you sometimes need someone who um, shows the other team that you know that we we can't be uh, uh, you know you, you can't uh, play against us uh, 
and and think that you won't feel us and won't be you know um stopped in in just uh, playing around uh, I, i'm not sure if i'm explaining it well but you know what i what i mean i think it's you know he he gives something to the team that uh, not a lot of play, a lot of players in in uh, you know at all have um and if Klopp decides that that uh, that he should have another year of maybe maybe even more years and i think there's there's probably a good reason for that uh, i was listening to adam lalana after the southampton game uh, on 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 bbc and and they asked him uh, how it was to, you know to 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 motivate yourself if you're you know n- not not a not a regular uh, uh, a starter um how, how do you you know keep keep being motivated and 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 um, are there players that that you know help you stay motivated and and he, he said it would probably be be uh, uh, James Milner because you know he didn't play himself a, a lot of games but but still um not only was motivated himself but kept the rest motivated as well so uh, you need to reach certain standards if you want to uh, you know if you want to to have a chance to play in 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 uh, Liverpool FC's uh, first 11 or even you know uh, want to play for them uh, full stop uh, and 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 I'm and I'm sure James Miller does that you know every training and um and and if he stays then he won't play even play as little as he has done this season but you know he has had had his use this season and he will have his use next season and maybe next and the season uh, after that he will be part of the of the staff which would be a really good idea i think uh, i i would really uh, want to see him there so yes uh, you know give me more milly it's it's you know not not in every game but uh, he has his uses and you know uh, like Reese James being kicked maybe you know someone from real madrid needs to be kicked and we know who's good for doing that yeah he's certainly good for that there's no doubt um, his, his tackle on neymar a couple of years ago in the champions league um on on the byline will always live long in in my memories um with a great deal of fondness chief Somebody else who came off the bench in, in the cup final, I thought was, I actually thought was absolutely excellent. And I don't know why. I just remember, like, because I was really drunk at this point, um, extra time and shouting a lot at the TV. And I think I just remember shouting a lot. Brilliant, big tool, brilliant. Madup, superb when he came on, I thought. And again, comes in on on when was it tuesday night god i can't even remember when games happen anymore and again he's excellent he, he scores the goal um typical bizarre matter fashion you know right on brand for for big jewel but i'm at a real i'm a real quandary now you know we've got we've got the game of the weekend we've got the champions league final and i think in a lot of people's minds Kanate looks to have, certainly in their minds, become Van Dijk's partner. It's really difficult to know where the manager sits on this um, because it's been pretty much even Stevens a little bit. But I looked earlier on, Madden's played 43 matches this season. You know, that's 75% of our games. And I just wonder, going in, to Saturday week, I know we've still got the, the the league campaign to complete and see what happens there. But going in to the Champions League final part against Real Madrid, I'm still not sure where he goes. I don't know what do you, where would you go? I think he'd play Madab in the in the final league match against Wolves, and I think Canate will start the Champions League final. Um, I think Canate's been his go-to in the Champions League. He's pretty much played every game, I think. Obviously, he gets the two goals against Benfica. And I remember he made a mistake also. Was it a, who was that against? Was that against um, Inter in the, game, in the game before? Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he, start, he starts the, the FA Cup semi-final scores. He starts the FA yeah. Cup final. And yeah. it, it, start, it, it looks like... 
it looks like that's the way it's going. I but think from the manager, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And but if you look in the in the the league games, he starts rarely, and he comes in last night and plays or Tuesday night. So a couple of nights ago, as we we're recording, you know, when neither Maddox nor Van Dyke start, I don't think so. Um, and has a very, very good game, a command and performance at centre back, um, as probably the senior centre back as well. So I think he's sort of perhaps edging ahead in the pecking order, but as you say, Joel Maddock is class as well. And his goal was absolutely right on, on cue. He, he's always involved in those mad incidents. Um bizarre ricochets and whatnot. Um so it's like uh, like his giraffe self just leaning down there and getting getting ahead on it over the shoulder of, of um who was it? Uh what do you call him? The Southampton? Oh I don't even know. I don't even know. But whoever it was, he Walker jumped. Peters. Walker Peters. Well, it was Walker Peters. Double, Walker double, Peters jumps double, and, and yeah. Manip has to kind of like duck his head to head it. Like he heads it over like he leans over his shoulder to head it. Like as if he's gonna whisper something in his ear and he says it. So um <laughs> I don't know if it sort of bounces off off Walker. I'm gonna score now. <laughs> then they didn't. So um so yeah and you're absolutely right. When he came on in the FA Cup final, he bossed it. He did exactly what he what he was sent on to do. He took no prisoners and just owned everything that uh, that came his way. And you know that game was bizarre because I don't know what it is. I think I've generally felt it in the FA Cup so far this season, although the semi would have been a different story had we not just gone out and blitzed City like that, but I'd had no anxiety at all, and that whole match, I had no anxiety, I just felt we were going to win it, and even up to the point where Mane missed the penalty, I I sort of had a a moment, and then I thought, we're still going to win this, and then Alisson pulls off a wonderful save, bang, and we do win it, and it just seemed destined. Like there was for me, there was no way that Chelsea side or we that we were going to let that Chelsea side beat us, no matter what. And uh, it just transpired like that. So I was a bundle of nerves against Southampton whenever they went ahead, and I just thought we've made ten changes or whatever it is, and maybe this isn't wasn't the night to do that, but. Um, you know, once again, the manager's vindicated and the squad comes through and, and does the business. So we're all set up now. Two games to go. Let's see. Yeah, Dave, two games to go. Two trophies to play for. Um, and as I talked about there, the manager can be... The, Klopp gets this, you know, stereotype as a big cuddly bear and... Maybe a bit sentimental. Oh, he's given James Milner a contract because, you know, he's just being sentimental. Oh, Jordan Henderson, same old club captain, can't let him have a contract. But then what we see are the other sides of the coin, like Lalana's last game for Liverpool, he's on the bench, and he doesn't even bring him off for like the last 30 seconds to give him, to give him his send off. And again, it's fucking neighbor, like, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't even get his neighbor again. I know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and again, we've talked about it as well with 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 Kanate and Madden, and it's got to be the most difficult decision. You know, when he's coming down to picking an eleven, that must be the one that he, he has an extra few minutes thought about who he selects. But as we've mentioned in the big games, it it tends to be Kanate. Um, and there's actually not a lot of sentiment with this manager if you really think about it. And he will be ruthless. And again, I'm just wondering, I think front three, you would probably say picks itself. Midfield three probably picks itself. It's it is that centre half that, that we don't that we don't know where we are, but you've got to say that these next two games, the selections will be made for each other you know one game will inform the other if, if you get what I'm saying um, but surely we've got to go into Wolves and we've got to make sure that we get the result that we need because 
if the unthinkable were to happen at the Etihad, you would not be able to to forgive yourself. It's like that. It's like that season where we did United a favour and took two points off Blackburn, but somehow United fucking balls it up at West Ham, I think it was, um, and lost the league when it was within their within their grasp. And we do not want to put ourselves in that position, do we? No, I think we're in a favourable position, no, Dave, in as much as we're the we're the we're the ones doing the chasing, um, and also we're not fancied. You know, we are the underdog. Liverpool being the underdog, especially in this form, you know, our our current squad, everything that's been going on for the last four five, and we're an underdog. Um, yeah, my I'd rather music. be a point. Ahead, I'd rather be a point ahead if I'm being honest with you. But. No, of course, of course you would, Dave. But you're, we're going up against a team. Okay, they don't do it so much in the Premier League, but they can shit the bed. They can do an Amber Heard. <laughs> shit the bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know that they do it in Europe, and and we know that City, they're a very different animal to us in in their squad makeup. They're a very different mentality. To us in their squad makeup, uh, and I think how they go about their business, they play their football in a different way, very similar, but 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 in a different way, and they don't have the tradition that we have. They don't have the history that we have, and, and there is a certain degree of everybody is against them for bloody good reason as well. People are against them, so I refuse to give this up, and. You know, I know the last time we lost by a point, uh, we took the lead and they went, went, went down. I forget who scored uh, for Brighton, but they ended up winning, don't get me wrong, but they, they went one down. But at that stage, we weren't as big a thorn in the side as we are today, and we weren't as big a worry to them. We were plucky contenders back then. Um, you know, we were going to, what, what, was it, we won the Champions League that year, did we? Or, or was that the year Madrid beat us in the final? Do you remember the, the one with the, the, the goal we line? The yeah, we won yeah, the Champions so, League that year. So it might not be a bad omen. We lose we lose the league by a point, you know, because that, yeah, that, that happened. Well, no, fuck that, I want them both. Um, <laughs> I have, I've got my greedy head on. With I'm greedy as well. No, it's fucking too good. Dave, it, we're in dreamland. Who the, if, if you'd have told me in January, when I was still wavering before I got fully back both feet on the football train, that we'd be sitting tonight having this conversation, I'd have laughed at you. But yet here we are. Uh, maybe not so much about the Champions League, but pull it, rain and City back. We, like all of us, we thought it was gone, every single one of them. And for that reason, we can't let it go. And I don't think these players can let it go. And, you know, I know a lot's been made of the Stevie Gerrard thing and whatever. I don't think it plays in that much. But fuck, I'll take any any little slice of, of, of perceived advantage even that that, that gives us. Um, we, we have two ex-players in, in their front three. Um, you know, there's there's narratives to be written here. You know, football is all about the narratives and and we love that as a club. <laughs> you know, our, our narratives are always pretty spectacular. When we win things, we have a habit of doing them. You know, I think it was Johnny Henderson said in our group, you know, the only way we want to call it is if something fucking mental happens. And he's right. Um, but that mental thing could happen on Sunday. Um, I, I don't think we're up against a, a, a Wolves team. I think they're, they're in fucking flip-flops and Bermudas, to be, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're on the beach already. I don't see us coming up against a problem. But it's a question of, well, are those old fucking, who have we got? Stevie Gerrard, Michael Bale. Gary McAllister, you know, there's a, there's a Liverpool vein running through Aston Villa at the minute, and and those boys, I'm sure would love to be the ones who had a, a, a line or two in the story of Liverpool season. You know what I mean? Because like you know, like Michael Bale was around our club for 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 many many years. A guy I actually interviewed here in Brazil whenever he was assistant manager at Sao Paulo. He's now he was Rangers as well with Jared. He came with him. Gary Max with him as well. Another you know a short term player. Um, but 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 well Milner's been here a lot longer than Gary Mack was. But you know that that old head that we brought in. Um, fuck, he was fantastic for us. Um, just it was it was too short. There's there's so many connect. There's so many different ways of looking at it, Dave. I will not give it up until City are two 0 up. I'll not give it up. Um, I think with a, I think with a really good shot at it. I, I'm trying to be as, I'm Mr. Pessimistic here, is trying to be as positive as. I, I just think there's a twist in this. 
my gut tells me there's a twist in it. And I, and, and I really, really, as foolish as that may sound, I really, really want it to be true, Dave. Um, and, you know, we, you know we're holding up our end of the bargain. City know we're holding up our end of the bargain. And maybe that's where the advantage lies. Yeah, <laughs> it's not often in my life that I've been in a position where Dave Karen is the optimist and I am the pragmatist. But here we find ourselves, Beryl, and I think you're kind of sitting on my side of the fence. Um, and given that, there there is a situation here where, where we potentially will finish the season with the League Cup and the FA Cup. And there are dozens of teams, professional football teams in England, that will never experience that, have never experienced that, can't even dream of ever experiencing that. But there will be people, despite what we've achieved this season, um, the fact that we are one game away from winning the Champions League, one game away from winning the Premier League. If we do not win one of those trophies, at least, we'll call this season or question if this season is a failure or not and I think that can work one of two ways first of all it does this team massive disservice and the performance this season a massive disservice but on the other hand I maybe welcome it because maybe it does this thing where the team all galvanise themselves and we'll go well we'll fucking show you next year and they go again like this team does. Well, first of all, um, uh, you know, a heartfelt fuck you to all the people who would say that that it wouldn't be a good season. You know, and, and there is so many uh, factors involved in in you know what the outcome is. But here we are, you know, one game away from the end of the league, one game away from the end of uh, the Champions League Cup. These are the, the and, and the other two competitions that we uh, started in, with, uh, we won. Okay, so <laughs> we started in four dis- uh, different competitions. Two of them we have won and they've ended. And, and the other two, we are in the final, you know, the league, we are in the final, you could say. And yeah, we are um, maybe one nil behind, uh, and it's second half, etc. Yeah, I, 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 you know, if if you look at our chances, I think uh, for, for the league, uh, they are slim because you know there's only one game left, and uh, Manchester City know what to do, uh, and they usually win uh, at home, and they usually win at home against Aston Villa, and Aston Villa is you know not the greatest team, but of course, yeah, th- there is a chance and there is that narrative. You know, there might be a, a tad bit more motivation than for a normal game because, you know, you could write history as a as an Aston Villa player uh, and maybe uh, those ex-players want to write uh, an extra bit of history, uh, you know, f- for their um, allegiance uh, with Liverpool uh, and and, you know, uh, we all know that Steven Gerrard would really um, uh, cherish the chance to, to, to you know, be be, be a, uh, a champ, you know, champions with Liverpool by proxy, some something like that. Beryl, imagine him walking into the final in Paris <laughs> if he's won us the league. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it would be wonderful. And uh, I would love it to happen. Oh, we all would. And um, and there is a chance it, it could happen. But I don't think those chances are, you know, more than, you know, let's be generous, 15%. Um, but, you know, it's a football game and it's a one-off and anything can happen. Uh, so, yeah, m- maybe um, something does happen and, and, uh, and Aston Villa score early. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, um, Man City get get the jitters uh, and there is a red card. It, you know everything can happen. It's it's just one game. It's not the whole league. And it, but you know if you look at all, all of the, those games, this, this is the 38 game. Um, 
And and I saw this really good comparison, and and I'm sorry I don't know who who tweeted it. The the, the name has uh, you know um, I I forgot that right now. But you know, someone had a really good comparison. You know, losing against this Man City team is like you know losing against Lance Armstrong while he's being doped up, um, and, and it's a photo finish. Uh, it, it it isn't a fair fight, um, and it it might seem like moaning to some people, but you know, uh, like I said, a heartfelt f- fuck you to all of them too, because you know this these are the facts. This is a team that is um, financially doped up. Um, they have uh, much more income that they that they uh, you know should have uh, and the the uh, you know um, those people that the authorities that should do something about that you know uh, aren't doing something about that so but you know let's leave that behind uh, the other one is <laughs> we, are, we we still have a champions league to go and uh and i i would Say we're favourites for that, um, not massive favourites. Maybe it's 51% uh, against 94, uh, 49%. Sorry about that. Um, but I, I would favour us in that game. And it, it, this is you know, only being at this, you know, last step before the the the, the so-called quadruple um, is a massive achievement. Yeah. Of course, it's it's a results game, and if you don't have uh, you know the hand on the cup, then you don't have anything. But that we all know that that isn't true. It's it's the process, the pathway towards it. We have written history already. Um, so I, I I I have thoroughly enjoyed this season, and you know, uh, and and I will hopefully enjoy next season. I think our I, I wouldn't have thought after eighteen nineteen that we could even get better but we did and 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 this team is still going places uh, and we were talking about James Milner but just before but uh, there are lots of new players there are lots of players developing uh, and you know uh, the future is bright uh, and maybe the very near future is bright and maybe uh, the, uh, uh, a couple of years uh, ahead is is still very very bright. So I, I you know I am thoroughly enjoying being a Liverpool FC fan right now, and hopefully uh, for years to come. Yeah, it it, it does feel like that, Beryl and Chief. I think you know Beryl's heart to, towards future there, and, and and rightly so because this this is a golden era. We need to enjoy every moment of it and. You know, th- there is a world that's not that too remote or far away where we could win the Champions League, win the league, win the Community Shield or whatever it's called now, and win the European Super Cup and the World Club Cup and and hold seven trophies at once that no one's ever done before. I think Barcelona with six. Barcelona had six at one time. I'm pretty sure under Pep. And that's amazing, but this would be better. But <clears throat> what will continue to drive us fucking insane probably is, uh, as, as Beryl's very eloquently put it, um, with the Lance Armstrong analogy, this team that will now buy Erling Haaland, the most sought-after centre-forward in European football, for what looks like not a lot of money, although we'll not see what goes to his agents and what looks like not extortionate wages, although we will harbour questions quietly within ourselves as to <laughs> what actually that figure looks like. But for me, there's a couple of things here on the Holland thing, and everybody's kind of shitting their pants over it. First of all, How many more points is he going to gain Manchester City? I know they talked about, oh, he would have scored eight against eight against um, Madrid if he if we had had number nine. They score five goals with two legs and still managed to contrive to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. So you can't imagine a number nine is going to fix that. You're probably looking at a centre half or something a bit more structural, like a mentality. Um, and the other thing with him is. This is very unpep, like this style of player, and I just wonder 
you know, are we going to see a massive change from seeing how they play football? Is the false nine a thing of the past now, as far as Pep's concerned? Or is this, for want of a better term, and I'm maybe being hyperbolic here, but as far as Champions League aspirations go, is this desperation? Uh, this is the most financially superior club in England, and I would say potentially the world flexing its financial muscles and going by the biggest name on the block. And I think on the last pod mentioned that, or maybe it was just pre-pod, on the last one was talking about the fact that, you know, it could, might not work. Um, obviously, on paper, it absolutely should. They're quote-unquote missing a number nine, but Pep hates number nines. I think the only place where it really worked was uh, Bayern with Lewandowski. And even then, they couldn't get near a Champions League. Um, they got a, a semi-final and got destroyed by Madrid. And OK, in the end, they um, they beat Dortmund. But Lewandowski was at Dortmund at that point. So, um, I don't know. Did, yeah, I think Pep had, had him for, for one season. Um so, end, end of the day, Ibrahimovic, Eto, uh, Aguero, yeah, worked for him, and he's actively tried to play without that particular role at City. So, it seems to me interesting that they've gone out to get him. On the other hand, he is a goal scoring cyborg, as I said, he's, he is Ivan Drago, you know, he just crushes all before him. Um, he's, he's got every finish, he's powerful, he's huge. Um, he's quick as fuck, and he's just he's just got absolute goal scoring instinct. He put it in the net from anywhere, so he's there's no doubt he's dangerous, absolutely dangerous. How that will work for for City and Pep? Well, that's the interesting thing, and we'll see because you know Zlatan scored a lot of goals, but was shipped off within a season. So um, let's see what how, how it fits because he's got a massive ego as well. And there's no way, by the way, that the the transfer fee might be what it says, but that exists so that agent and, in particular, father can get paid. Um, if you sort of read some of the journalists who are a bit more in-depth on it, there are large fees going to what would have been Raiola and, and now whoever uh, represents him, and also the father, Alpha Inga. So, and the ways will be massive as well. Because he could have picked it anywhere in Europe, and he doesn't. Haaland doesn't play, and is all very open about not really playing for, you know, the love of the game or anything. He's, he's quite. Neil, Neil, can I put, can I pitch in? Apparently, there's a release clause after two years. Do you, do you think that's tied to Pep's longevity, or do you think, uh, you know, somewhere down the line? Pep said at the end of next season he'll make a decision. He never really hangs around too long. It's a long time he spent at City. Do you you think maybe, you know, with that clause in the contract, a release cut? Because you couldn't see City putting up. I think it's £150 it was touted as. It just seems a strange addition to the contract for me. Well, to put it in straight away is odd, but then release... Release clauses are all the raise these days, like aren't they? Every player wants them, so maybe that was part of you know the terms. Haaland calls the shots here. You know he he can he can go anywhere. Anyone would have him, and uh, you know he's he's on a very low fee because of the release clause that he's he's on at uh, at Dortmund. So he's got everything he wants, I'm sure, from this deal, and it very well could be linked to Pep's longevity because. You know, the only reason he's stuck around so long is because he's had the adversary in club for me. If he'd come here and done all he wanted to do and still not really had much success in the Champions League but was winning the league by 20 points every season, I think it'd been off already. But it's kind of like the boxer now in the middle of a fight. He can't really leave at the moment. So do I think that he can be bothered dealing with a dominant Liverpool for another four seasons? No. No way, and I think um, it, it 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 could be so. It very well could be linked to Guardiola, which I think you know might be connected, might be a separate issue, but I don't think he's going to be there that long. Um, 
or it could just be something that Hallam wants because you know he can he can put in basically whatever he wants to the contract. So we'll see how it goes. But ultimately, you know, it's it's about this season at the moment, and we've got as I said, we've got this game coming up on Sunday, and that's why I haven't given up hope because of because of what Johnny Henderson said, and he was absolutely right for any team to win a quadruple some mad shit has to happen. And it almost did against West Ham. And it's kind of, I was saying to me, it's, you know, two draws would do it. You know, everyone's looking at the permutations and the goal difference. And on and on. With just two draws, I wouldn't have to lose, but two draws. You just, you just never know. I mean, obviously there are sort of whispers and conspiracy theories and money things involved and contractual things involved in terms of, Jack Grealish and all this stuff, but um, we'll just see how it goes. It's it's game games of football, and um, Haaland or no Haaland, he's he's not there yet. So they're playing without a number nine on uh, on Sunday. We'll see how it goes for them. We you know we're two games from from absolute unassailability, you know infallibility that would be that would just be you could retire as a fan it's <laughs> just like everything else from then on is just gravy so maybe, maybe that's why Pep's given his decision at the end of next season because if we want a quad maybe that'll be the end of it as well Nate well that's it like who can be bothered to deal with that could you be if you're Pep you're like fuck this look at these cunts everybody nah, you'd be like send, send me somewhere else where I can get fucking peace exactly Give my head a bit. He'd be burning himself out. Yeah, like if we do this, all Pep can do is draw. See what I mean? He can only do as good as we have done. He can't better us in any way, shape, or form. No. So he's always aspiring just to be as good as Klopp, not better. Because that would be hard to take for a man of his, uh, you know, mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Dave. You know, we're, we're coming up in the hour mark here, um, and I think would be remiss not to mention not to mention Devok. Um, <laughs> you know, he comes on the derby there, does what he does, and I I saw a stat earlier on that if if Devok started every game in the Premier League and every game in the Premier League was against Everton, based on his ratio, he would score forty four goals. <laughs> In a Premier League season, you know, um, if cult hero status was designed for any, not even any footballer, any individual in the history of humanity, it's Devok Origi. And I kind of, I feel like, you know, it's going to be a bit of a farewell for him. I hope he gets on the pitch on, on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, at some point. Um, just just to do that for all. Not that he'll probably give a fuck whether he does or whether he doesn't. Um, but is there one moment left? Does it even matter? You know, what a guy. Dave, I don't think it matters. I, th- I think what, what he's, you know, if you go on YouTube and 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 you go and you go through, you know, like finals that we were in, going right back in Klopp's time before Europa finals, things like that. He, he's been integral with goals, 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 goals. And, you know, you, you rightly cite the Everton thing. Um, don't forget, he he basically 2-0. The Barcelona thing, he started and finished. Um, the, 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 the Champions League final, the last one we won, he finished. Um, he's been around for some very big moments, very big occasions in his Liverpool career. And yet we don't think of him, you know, like we, we do, we banter about him. But there's a real play. I, I just hope he finds his home at Milan and I hope he can find a regular. But does Divock Origi want regular first team football? I don't know. See, at this point, see at this point I, just, I, just want, I just want him to be happy. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, exactly. So if he wants to go and sit in Milan and draw a wage and, you know, and he speaks all these languages, he can go anywhere. You know, like quite quite obviously a highly intelligent guy, the most laid back guy you're ever going to come across. Yeah. Like um, he'll definitely but, be 
president of Belgium or something in the future, won't he? Like definitely uh, something. So, like something that. But if you you know even dressing room celebration, I like I watch all that shit on YouTube and whatnot, and and the esteem that he's held in in that dressing room for, given the amount of minutes that he plays, seems disparative. If that makes sense to you, like he's held in really. When Klopp talks about him, it's not just blowing sunshine up his ass. He actually means what he's saying about Origi. Um, and, you know, look, he, he he can frustrate the absolute bollocks out of you. There's no two ways about it. If he comes on and he's not interested, by fuck, you, you, you want rid of him as quickly as you can possibly get him off the pitch. But when he's in the mood, what a player. And there is a real, real quality striker in there. A real quality footballer. And, like... He sat with us from, what, 2014? He came to us after the 2014 World Cup. He hasn't set the world on fire, but he has carved his name into every big success that we've had in the time that he's been there. His name is synonymous with our successes. And that's that's going to leave a hole in the dressing room. Dave, I, I, I wish him nothing but luck. As you say, I, I just want Divock to be happy. Planet Divock needs to be a happy place. And wherever that be, be it Milan or Liverpool or wherever, I, I wish him the best and, and, and thank him from the bottom of my heart because he, he gave us some incredible moments for such a bit. You know, I remember Davy Fairclough, things like that, you know, super sub and all that. So, nothing like Divock. You know, D- Davy Fairclough was, is held in great regard. But I think Divock's, um, how you put it, his legacy will be even greater than that because he scored some really, really big and important goals for us that a lot of us forget. And, and I do urge people, if you five, ten minutes and you're bored, go back and take a look at the goals that Dave Ockerigi scored and the matches he scored them in. Big, big games. Yeah, so just to finish this off then, we'll go around the table. Beryl, first up, what is your favourite Dave Ockerigi goal? Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, th- there are some really obvious ones, but... Um... The one-one against Dortmund uh, away—it's a really, really good goal. And I was thinking, oh my God, this guy is, is really good. And then you know, Funes Mori came, but it—it it was a really good goal. Yeah, I remember that. Um, he was brilliant during that whole campaign. Um, he looked like something really, really special then. But I think we kind of moved past him. Chief, have you a different one in mind? Yeah, I mean, there are obviously a few, but. Thinking about it, the, the one that came in the head was the the winner against Newcastle. Um, the season we lost the, the lost the league by one point and won the Champions League just after the Barcelona game. I think it's three two in the ninety second minute or whatever. Yeah, right late in the game. Uh, it's a big hit, you know. It's a cross from Shakiri from the from the left and Devox up and bams it in the corner. So yeah, that'd be mine. Okay, Dave. I'm going to have to go with with a second, the fourth against Barcelona, um, and there's there's a brief few that I could have gone for, but just that one, like his body, it was such a Divock goal, you know, his his body shape was all <laughs> out of what it should have been. He put it in the top corner. It's just such a Divock goal. It's just a Divock moment, and 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 you know, it was fucking crazy. Okay, the defense were were asleep at that moment in time, but that is just. That epitomizes to me everything that Dave Ockerigi was to us. That goal, that madness, because that's what he brought. He brought a little bit of madness to Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. I think honourable mentions to <laughs> Everton plus Everton 90 plus six, when he bizarrely grab, grabs the ball, thinking that he's equalised, I can only presume, to run back to the halfway line. Um, I think the Champions League final. You know, it's his left foot. It's an unbelievable he, 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 let, he let us breathe, Dave, when you would want it. It was a, yeah, it was a moment. Do you know what? Yeah, and do you know what? That's the best. That's the best goal. That's the best goal. See the goal. Last minute winners are great, right? But there's still that sense of anxiety when the game kicks off again, even if it's only for 30 seconds. There's still that sense of anxiety. That goal to make it two with a minute to go. To give you that buffer when you're when the other team are pressing for the equaliser and you're feeling that anxiety, that's the best goal of all goals. And that was what he gave us that night with an unbelievable finish. So, you know, hopefully Liverpool can go on and have an, a Devok Origi-esque, unbelievable madness finish to this season. 
And I presume, I don't know, who knows when we'll speak to you next. We don't know, so, you know, we're not going to make any promises. But until then, up the cult hero Devok Origi Reds. <laughs>